Hey folks, this is Hal Sherliff with Camp Constitution. This show is heard on WBCQ, The Planet, every Monday and Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also pick it up on Podomatic, our flag station platform, as well as uh, Amazon, uh, Spotify, and a bunch of others. This show is brought to you by it's brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp, a weekend retreat for ladies coming up this weekend, May 5th to the 7th. Still a couple of rooms available We on a family weekend retreat in late September, as well as numerous events. And if you live up in the county, we're going to be heading up there Mar- uh, May 11th to the 13th. We've got several engagements, and you can... Go to our calendar to learn more about where the events are happening and uh, to learn more about us. Of course, our website is campconstitution.net. Now, please bear with me. I still have this nasty post-nasal drip I've had for a few weeks. It's um, coughing, and I do have a little pause button, so uh, I'm going to be hitting it a few times. But we just got back from the Mass Hope. That's a Christian homeschools, Massachusetts-based Christian homeschools group. We had their annual convention, and we've been going there since, I think, 2010, except, of course, during the lockdown. Uh, we were that there last year. We had a very, very busy table last year. Mainly, uh, there were 50% fewer vendors, a better venue, a more uh, family-friendly venue. Over the years, they've held it at the Worcester Centrum or the... the the DCU Center, I think it's called DCI Center, which is right downtown Worcester. You know, it's not the worst place in the world, but the um, Sturbridge, Massachusetts host um, conference center, much better venue for us. Um, this year I had to go solo, so uh, I, Reverend Kraft and Edith were uh, doing some ministry in Boston. And as the Satan conference was going on, there was some revival gatherings and they were involved in that. Haven't got a report yet from them and maybe I'll interview him to get a a full length report. But we had a successful time, nevertheless, always meeting some new people and reacquainting ourselves with some uh, uh, people we haven't seen in a while. Um, Wayne Israel has an incredible, I'm sorry, I say Wayne, it's Israel Wayne. I always get that confused at his incredible homeschool ministry. And there's um, a magazine called Old Schoolhouse Publications. And they, uh, the publishers were there, a uh, nice couple, uh, originally from California, but live in Tennessee. And uh, Paul, I think was the publisher's name. He came over and he saw the Bloom, our Blumenfeld archive poster. And he said, I was going to visit him in June, when the month he died. And I says, well, that's amazing. You know, he died June 1st, and so we chatted about it, and he said he wants to do uh, do an article about Sam and his important work and link the archives to the website in, in the hard copy magazine. So we were very pleased about that, and Massachusetts Family Institute had a nice table there and many other great vendors, and if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see pictures of the various uh, vendors and we plan to interview some down the road. Uh, yeah, there was a, a vendor right next to us, uh, next to me, uh, Caroline Hughes, and she does children's books and illustrates Christian books. 
just so happened she lived from the town right next door to me in Barnstead, New Hampshire, which I think was, she thought maybe they put us next to each other because we, our towns were abutted each other. I said, no, nah, they probably didn't pull out a map and know that. Anyway, it was a good time. And uh, May 10th up at the State House in Augusta, I'll be the keynote speaker for the uh, homeschools of Maine. They have a State House Day and looking forward to that as well. As I always look forward to uh, speaking at various venues. Hey, by the way, last week, I want to discuss this uh, Title IX. Uh, this is federal, a federal law that was passed some years ago that basically uh, deals with money from the federal government going to either colleges or high schools, any schools. And the Title IX, I really, in many respects, it created women's sports. So they had to, the Title IX basically... <laughs> The colleges and high schools couldn't uh, couldn't discriminate against female athletes. They so they put aside money. Uh, so in other words, if you didn't have a women's program, you weren't getting money from the federal government. And that, in some respects, uh, there were some men's teams that were cut because there wasn't just enough money to go around. And I think it was last week, Congress, the House, passed a bill uh, by pretty much uh, party lines dealing with the so-called transgender athletes. Now, to begin with, there is really no such thing as a transgender person. That is a medical myth. Uh, somebody who may be born uh, a male decides to be a female and spends lots of money, uh, chemical castrations, physical alterations. That doesn't make you a woman. I know it's not a popular thing these days, you know, even five to six years ago, most people would, would have laughed at the notion of this trans, transgender. And if you don't agree with it, you're a transphobe and trans women are real women, et cetera, et cetera. Really, trans women are real women. So you're you're 25 years old and you want to be a, a woman all of a sudden. And you have uh, you have stuff implanted in your breasts. You have your, your penis castrated or you, you cut off your testicles. Uh, you have all kinds of chemicals, late, uh, uh, estrogens, and all kinds of other things, and now you're a woman. You don't have a period. You don't have a uterus. You didn't experience growing up. You didn't have to deal with um, puberty as a girl. You didn't have to deal with all the things that teenage girls deal with uh, and their relationships with males, and, uh, and all of a sudden, you're a full-blown female. That's insanity, and anyone who doesn't call that out is an, engaging in the insanity. Or in many respects, it's a sexual fantasy. And if you don't engage in that, you know, you will have a sexual fantasy. That's your business. Don't bring me into it and don't bring the culture into it. But that's what they're doing. And the same thing with uh, you know, men, uh, women wanted to be men. You don't see too many trans so-called men playing sports, do you? You don't see a female decide to be a male and all of a sudden uh, scoring 100 points uh, in the basketball court at, at a high school or uh, college basketball. So anyway, so the Republicans, uh, majority of them voted, it was still a, a close vote, voted uh, not to support, not, not to use Title IX money to any, so any team, any college or high school that was uh, having trans so-called women or trans men uh, they weren't getting any money. Now, probably not going to pass. That's go through the Senate. And, of course, Biden, who was completely captured by the far left, will veto it. 
But this is the problem with this whole thing about federal money. It It's unconstitutional to begin with. Now, I, if I was a member of the House, I would have voted uh, against uh, money going to states, uh, colleges, and high schools that allow so-called transgender athletes. Uh, but I would have pointed out this whole thing is unconstitutional. There should be no money going. If a college, if a private college or a state college wants to have a policy that allows these people, that's up to the school, up to the taxpayers of that town or county or state that support that. That's how it should be. And, you know, if it was market driven, there probably wouldn't be too many uh, college female sports. Uh, let's, let's face it. Uh, I think it was the uh, women's soccer team, the USA women's soccer team played some high school kids, male high school kids, and lost. You know, so I have nothing but the utmost respect for lady athletes, but they can't compete with men. There may be a few very rare exceptions, but they can't compete with men at that high level. And, to say, and as far as spectator sports are concerned, you think people are going to spend good money to see mediocrity? Even uh, the uh, one of the Williams, Serena, I feel which one of the two sisters, they're absolutely incredible tennis players for ladies. Uh, I think they played, so one of them played somebody that was sort of a run-of-the-mill mediocre tennis player. I mean, to be mediocre as a professional tennis player, you're still pretty good. A whole lot better than me. I've never played tennis. But to be at that level, and I think she lost, but she got beaten pretty badly. And I think it was John McEnroe when uh, he was always when he was at his peak for back in the '80s and I think early '90s. He was a real obnoxious guy in the court, but he was the best tennis player in the world. And I think he said something to the effect that today he's like two two thousand at his age. And he said, "Serena," he said, "one of the Williams girls, ladies, I should say." He said they would be somewhere like five hundred. And cynicism about that. He said, "Well, it's a reality." It's, it's an absolute reality. And so we have to deal with reality. And so that whole thing about Title IX and this whole thing about um, transgenderism began, it, there wouldn't be any female or uh, males decided to be uh, females um, and competing. Now, I was watching a video just a few days ago, and it showed a so-called trans woman, a six-foot-five man, happened to be a black man, and he goes into the ladies' uh, ladies' locker room, and he pulls out his uh, his package, so to speak. He's still a male, and on the on the outside of this uh, this bathroom, uh, a little very small compared to him, confronted him, and they got into a fight. In fact, the girl was holding her own for a while uh, until she uh, she knocked the guy down, uh, and then he got back up and pounded her, pounced her. This is the kind of stuff, and we're supposed to sit there and say, oh, well, this guy, is, this guy is really a woman, and we're supposed to do that with a straight face. And then there was this nasty little so-called trans woman in the TikTok video saying that if anybody ever says anything to him, they better watch it. They're going to basically threaten to kill them. So <laughs> that's just the absolute ins how insane we've become. And uh, and you see these uh, state capitals where the where these legislatures have passed laws uh, on the subject. You see these crazy, deranged people called transgenders uh, with their signs, trans, you know, bigotry and trans. And, and it's it's killing it's trans. Transgenders are now dying because of state legislators passing laws. 
Well, actually, uh, there's a very high suicide rate among these poor uh, deranged people. And they're deranged. They need prayer. They don't need acceptance. They need prayer. And I don't know if I mentioned this in in the show in the past. I probably did. But when I was a young man, probably 12, 13, 14, I used to take the uh, trolley. I used to take the, if I went to downtown Boston, I would sometimes take a bus from Hyde Park to Mattapan Square in Boston and then take a trolley from Boston to Ashmont, Dorchester, and then another train. And every so, every so often, I bump into this guy. Uh, well, oh, I wouldn't necessarily bump into him, but he'd be on the on the trolley, and he'd be smoking a pipe. In those days, you'd get away with that. And he would talk to himself, and he would say, for example, that he's Jesus Christ. Now, I don't think one person on that trolley that when I was riding or anybody else that was in his presence believed that he was Jesus Christ. They probably thought this guy was a screwball. He was either a joking or a screwball, or maybe a little of both. And we sort of politely avoided him. We didn't make eye contact with him. And this is what you kind of do with crazy people. You know, you, you don't necessarily want to provoke them. You tend to avoid them or yes them to death. And when I was a security guard in the housing project or housing development, we were told that you never argue with a drunk or someone who's stoned, you just yes them to death, if you can. I mean, so you de-escalate. You know, you don't you don't try to argue with someone because you can't reason with somebody who's unreasonable. You can't reason with a crazy person. Uh, on the other hand, you don't, in, uh, so the people on the, on, on the trolley would just, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to get off in a few stops and I won't see this guy again. But nobody said, oh, yes, Lord Jesus, can you, can you heal me? No one went up to them and said, I've accepted you as my savior. No because they knew this guy wasn't Jesus Christ. But for some reason, a man called himself a woman, we have to say, oh, well, you're a woman. You're, you're a complete woman. No question about it. No, there is a question about it. You're not a woman. You're a man that has body mutilated, that had your body mutilated. And the same thing, and it's really sad with a, with a, with a woman because they do surgery, they remove their breasts, they remove their uterus, and, and they do, uh, they alter their, uh, their rear end gluteus maximus. They do all this surgery to make them look more male. Uh, and they give them testosterone and other, other chemicals. Uh, all you've done was you mutilate a female and any doctor or a nurse that's involved in the procedure should get their licenses taken away because they're mutilating. It's one thing to take out a cancerous, uh, a cancerous breast uh, or uh, or a um, a cancerous uterus, but to remove a perfect, perfectly good body part that is that's really gory. That's that that's mutilation, and that person should have their medical license taken away immediately. But here we are as a culture indulging this, and I think this is the problem. I remember again. I'm 64. I remember in the early 70s watching sitcoms like All in the Family which was written by Norman Lear, a leftist, and the character Archie Bunker, of course. People loved our Archie Bunker. He was a conservative. His, his character was supposed to be a mockery of conservative values, but it kind of backfired. So he had a lot of conservatives that loved Archie Bunker. And I remember there was a character in the, one of the episodes who was a homosexual. And he was a rugged-looking guy, athletic and all that. He wasn't just stereotypical, you know, effeminate homosexual. 
And I remember what the narrative was back then um, in the show. What two consenting adults do in the privacy of their own home or bedroom is nobody's business. And, and, and I agree with that for the most part, but this is where I would have an issue. If my taxpayer's money has to subsidize the consequences of that relationship, then I have a say in it. So, for example, so what two consenting adults do is their business. So if they're sodomizing each other, and as a result of that, they are contracting AIDS, and then we have to spend billions and billions of taxpayers' money to find a cure for AIDS, then I got an issue with that. Now you've made it my business. And so my then we would say well, the federal government shouldn't be subsidizing the research but if it is, the federal government has an obligation not to promote a lifestyle that, or state governments for that matter, a lifestyle that would lead to that illness. But just the opposite is happening all over the country at almost every level of government, towns, cities, counties, states, and of course the United States government. They are promoting that lifestyle to the 10th degree. In June, just a month away, we're going to see these rainbow flags. We're going to see gay this, gay celebration, gay this, gay, 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 lesbian, gay, lesbian, queer, LBGQ+. They just add letters as time goes on. So our culture is embracing a lifestyle that leads to early death, that leads to a lot of sickness and ailments. Well, why are we doing that? Don't we say, look, we love, we love you. We want to get you right. We, we, you need, you need to accept Jesus as your. Now, I don't accept the government to go out and proselytize these homosexuals and other uh, people who are in, trapped in this lifestyle. But they shouldn't be promoting it, and that's what they're doing. And you have to ask yourself, why are they doing this? What's the purpose of it? Why is the culture pushing this? And it, could it be that? The target is the American family. Could that be the reason why they're so vociferous and pushing this agenda? To me, it's the only rational explanation. It's an anti-family movement. It's to destroy the nuclear family. And, the, and of course, the consequence of that is you're lowering the birth rate. In fact, I read, and I wish I could find it, uh, Many years ago, I read something where I, I won't mention the organization because I can't verify it, that they were, and this was back in 1958, that this organization was going to be pushing the homosexual lifestyle to curtail the population. And it was pretty shocking. And, and so you, you tell me, uh, if you put your child in a government school and they come home and they say they want to be a girl, they want to be a boy, and they mess up their reproductive organs. Yeah, and even if it's 5% or 2% or 3%, it's a certain percentage that's leading to fewer births. And that's, in fact, we now have a negative birth rate, and we've had a negative birth rate for quite a long time. Uh, interesting, Elon Musk, uh, not exactly a right-wing extremist, has said that. He said, we have a population problem, not an overpopulation, but an underpopulation problem. And so, you know, a brilliant guy like that studies the issue and he makes statements about this. Pretty fascinating, I believe. 
So um, I think we need to stop indulging and we need to speak out. And if we don't speak out, then it's going to get a whole, whole lot worse. And that's the problem is Reverend Kraft, uh, our camp chaplain said, sin never levels off. So the fact that we embraced, uh, we, we tolerated it back in the 70s led to so-called civil unions with same-sex civil unions and then same-sex marriage. And then the floodgates opened up. Was it 1996? Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act into law, and the federal government uh, only recognizes male and female. And it was it passed not unanimously, but it passed by a very comfortable margin. Both parties, not just Republicans, by one or two votes. I would I think it was like 80 and 90 percent of the Democrats and about 98 percent of the Republicans voted for this. And that wasn't that long ago. Today, you'd be considered a homophobe, an evil homophobe that needs to be canceled and destroyed, deplatformed, because you dare suggest this was wrong. So the enemies of America have made such incredible progress. Well, I should say it's not progress, it's retrogress. And they're really, they're not making, it's not like, I've been told that I'm on the wrong side of history, you know, that history is evolving and we're becoming a better people because of all this. Really? History is devolving because this stuff was tolerated in pagan cultures. Read the Old Testament, you know, they Sodom and Gomorrah, where the people that ran the city were or wanted to have sex with those two young looking people in Lot's household. You know, uh, they want to bring him out so we can sodomize them. They, they were, so we will know them, but it means sodomize them. We want to do all kinds of sexual things with these. And this was this was uh, pagan. And then they had ant, the child sacrifice. So, no, we're not we're not progressing. We're retrogressing. And those who put up with this nonsense are part of it. So uh, there has to be I would like to think there's a tipping point. <clears throat> and I don't know what it's going to take, but we well, besides revival. And we need the clergy to stand up and say, enough is enough. We're not t- putting up with this anymore. We're speaking out. And I think if some people show courage, other people will stop and say, you know what, this is wrong. And there's a lot of people that have come out of this lifestyle. Come, uh, People have had this so-called gender reassignment surgery, and they're speaking out against it. Uh, and people, uh, lady athletes, I tell you, <clears throat> if you're on a team, that has um, so-called trans female athletes walk out, don't play. And if everybody did that, they, they wouldn't be anybody, uh, it would be a non-issue. Just walk out and say, you know what, we've had it. We're not competing with men. We're lady athletes and we're, we are good at what we do when we compete against each other, but we're not competing against biological men. It's not right and we're not going to put up with it. It's, enough's enough. So anyway, I, I, I got a few minutes to, to discuss, uh, to talk. Let me weigh in a little bit about uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson. Now, I've been enjoying listening to Tucker Carlson since about 2000. I didn't really watch a lot of uh, cable news. Occasionally, I watch a video of if I heard that, oh, you know, so-and-so made this great comment or I had some great guest. I might watch a YouTube version of it or now Rumble version. 
But I started watching Tucker Carl. If I'm home and I've got a clear evening, I, li- I did enjoy, especially his monologue. Uh, whoever he, I know he writes some of them and he has other writers. Really good stuff. And uh, he started saying things. If you looked at uh, shows from 10 years ago or when he started, in 16 maybe, <clears throat> he's sort of becoming more open about uh, exposing globalism. This is something that all the major corporations, media, conservative or otherwise, would 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 not do. In fact, in 2008, there was something called a um, rally for the republic. 2008, at the um, Republican National Convention, it was in uh, Minneapolis, and just next door in St. Paul was a rally for the republic. It was sponsored by Ron Paul supporters. And my former colleague, John McManus, who was the uh, president at the time of the John Birch Society, was one of the speakers. And Tucker Carlson emceed the program. And when it was time for John McManus to come on, Tucker Carlson just walked off the stage. He wouldn't introduce him. And so that kind of shows you where he's coming from. But I think that he may have changed somewhat, especially giving Vince Ellison, who will be one of our instructors, a lot of time, uh, they become friends. And Vince does not hold it, uh, pull back his punches. And in the documentary that Vince did, and I did a show about that, he really rightfully went after Martin Luther King, something that you would never see on, on Fox News. You would never see a guest denouncing Martin, telling the truth about Martin Luther King. Uh, it's uh, unheard of. And it was Fox. If you watch Fox News, they will celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday like it was a great day, worthy of celebration. In fact, they all do. Newsmax does the same thing. Uh, and I don't know about one O-N-E. I, I'm not able to get it, so I can't comment on that. Fox News also, Women's, Women's History Month, and they celebrate Gay Pride Month. Oh, yeah, there'll be all kinds of uh, celebrations on Fox News. Newsmax, thankfully, has not gone there as of yet. But that, uh, so, and uh, so uh, Fox News is really, uh, the guy who runs it um, and his sons are, are globalist. They know where the bread is buttered. They know people like Tucker Carlson are very popular. I think their evening commentary uh, shows are very popular, even though Sean Hannity, I wouldn't trust him. You know, he jumps on bandwagons, jumps off bandwagons. It's all about the money. And uh, it is interesting, too, that uh, money goes a long way when you see guests showing up on their shows. And some of them are good people. I'm not saying that just spending money on Fox to advertise is a bad thing. Uh, although they don't like Mike Lindell. They, don't, they won't talk, have him as a guest anymore, even though he still advertises. Um, but it looks like convention... <laughs> Convention of States advertises both on Newsmax and Fox. They've got plenty of money and they're able to get interviews and you never will see on Newsmax or Fox News up uh, anyone speaking out against an Article 5 convention. At least I haven't I've seen any, but they'll uh, they'll give uh, Fox News. Uh, Newsmax will give um, oh, the former senator from Oklahoma and um, the former senator from Pennsylvania whose name's eluding me for the minute. Oh, uh, Rick, um, anyway, I can't really think his, his last name, but both of them are spokesmen for Convention of States, and they uh, are there on a regular basis and because they have money. And again, I understand that, but you still should have both sides of it. You know, I write uh, for something called the Granite Grok, 
and they were running uh, things from uh, Ken Quinn, who was with uh, Term Limits USA. And they say, hey, you want to write a rebuttal? We'll give you all the time you want. And I thought, okay, well, and Term Limits USA was running an ad. I thought, you know, we'll run an ad, not not too expensive, not exactly the same readership or the viewership as uh, Fox News and Newsmax, but still getting uh, getting some recognition. And so I can write pretty much anything I want on the subject. They'll publish it. But you won't see that at the uh, at the national level. Well, we only got a little bit of about a half a minute left, so I just want to encourage people to visit our website, campconstitution.net, to um, download some. We have some great downloads. Uh, if you go to our download section, we just download, we just uploaded on our website some articles from the '70s dealing with the peace sign. And uh, I think I want to talk a little bit about that. I don't really have time to go into it, but there's nothing peaceful about the peace sign. And I got this uh, pro-family little kids magazine, and uh, they they wanted us, they wanted the kids to draw the peace sign. And if they think, and I don't know if they know what the peace sign is and just having fun with the stupid people or what the, 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 you know, there's the, the, the people they think are stupid, uh, or they just fooled themselves. I did... Um, get a hold of them and uh, by email and said that you shouldn't be doing this and this is why. Um, but uh, I'll talk a little bit about that in a uh, further show. So anyway, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Good night.